Hi everyone, welcome to Welcome to the Gun Show. I am Cornet and I'm joined by Tarek and Garrett. This is our short segment show, the Q&A show, made up of questions submitted by our audience. This show is proudly sponsored by DVC Technologies, maker of, amongst other things, the Glock Cube Dry Fire Aid, the inertial squib hammer for clearing squibs on your guns, and the perfect lubricant for your firearms. Available at dvctech.co.za. Let's get into the Q&A. So, do you ever uh, submitted this we are really thankful that you're enjoying the show. Um, says no questions. Thank you for the great show. I've learned a lot between the gun show and the bunker live streams. Keep up the humor and the information. Um, I don't know where you're finding humor in the show. Um, it's mostly just screw ups. But thank you very much. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. And uh, I'm sure that the bunker people appreciate you uh, mentioning them this too. Um, Thanks, buddy. He has beef with them. So. Yeah. Bastards. Don't believe them. They're nice people. They're terrible judges of character. Uh, I'll I'll read the question. We don't know who asked, uh, who asked this. Um, what's your thinking around Glock trigger jobs, polishing aftermarket safety plungers, uh, flat face triggers, etc.? Worth it or a waste of time and money? Dear Anonymous, stay tuned. In a week or two, we're going to have a full show on this. So uh, just keep an eye out. Make sure that you've subscribed. And uh, you'll have an answer to this really, really quickly in detail. All righty. So on, on to the next question. Uh, why carry with a round in the chamber? This one was submitted by Christian van der Walt. Because a self-defense pistol is a reactive device. So if you're carrying without a round in the chamber, you're assuming, A, you're going to have the time and opportunity to load your gun. Uh, you're also assuming that you're going to have the available two hands. Yes, I've seen all the cool guy, cock it on your belt, cock it on your shoe. Um, if you're having to do a one-handed cycle because you you discovered you're in a gunfight when your right forearm got shot out or because someone's sitting on your chest stabbing you, uh, that's really not a good time to have to do that to get your gun in action. Uh, there's a good chance of a malfunction. Uh, if you're carrying any sort of reasonable pistol, um, short of sort of a Lawson, um, it's probably safe with a run in the chamber. It, it's safe to carry with a run in the chamber. And you've got a gun that you can get into action rapidly with one hand, as opposed to requiring some sort of jiggery-pokery silliness to make it a functional handgun. So we discussed this very briefly in the uh, in the EDC show, uh, where we mentioned that there is a, a a singular example of something that we can think about where you may want to not have it around the chamber, and that is, well, there's two things: there's pocket carry without a holster, which is not legal in South Africa, but if you're overseas somewhere where that is legal, pocket carry with with certain guns might be a bad idea. Uh, with around the chamber, we just pocket suggest you get carry. a pocket holster. Pocket carry is legal without a holster as long as the gun's all the way in the pocket. Oh. We discussed that in that show as well. Interesting. I keep forgetting that for some reason. And the, the other one is is having your firearm in a bag or something where perhaps if you don't have some sort of a trigger cover, uh, it, it might be a good idea to not have around the chamber. But beyond that, it's basically a not, not a great idea. Um, if you've ever short-stroked a pistol when you start an empty chamber, match in competition you'll know that you probably can't get this right when you're in under pressure every time uh, there's also the the opportunity of dislodging the magazine um, and stroking the gun and that 
instance just not, does, doesn't get around the chamber no matter what you do. If you have around the chamber to begin, to begin with, at least you're going to get one bang before the gun stops working. Simple as that. If, if, every time someone on the internet has gone on about the wonders of empty chamber carry and how they can cycle with one hand, I've put out the challenge to them. I, wanted, I would like to see a video of you, a blank target and a timer, drawing the pistol strong hand only and weak hand only, and I want to see your time to first shot from a concealed draw to an A-zone hit at five meters. Uh, I have yet to have anyone actually follow through on that challenge, uh, but the challenge is out there. If you can do a sub-two-second draw, um, one hand only from concealment consistently, I will be impressed. I'll still think you're stupid because you could still do it in half the time without cycling it, but I'll, I'll be slightly less unimpressed. Yeah, I think it also brings about uh, a level of the economy of motion. You know, if you've got to do so many more things before you can actually get involved or react in the situation you're in, you've already lost a whole lot of that time. You've thrown all of that efficiency out and you're going to induce all sorts of other errors that Terry and Corner have also brought out. So next question is from Christopher Libber. Uh, I've been shooting IDPA for five years and I'm classified as expert, but I need to improve. Can you explain to me what lifting, see your site li- sights lift means? Uh, and then he goes on about, uh, obviously something to train on the range and currently this is not easily done. Thank you for the podcast. Uh, Christopher, it, it's one of those things that's only really going to come from training on the range. Uh, you know, you, you can, you can, do a fair amount of dry fire in that, but this is something, and you're not going to do this at matches. You're not going to do this practicing other skills. So don't go to the range and go, I'm going to work on draws, reloads, multiple targets, rolling on the ground and watching my sights lift. You need to go work on watching your sights lift. And, and one of the easiest ways to do that, honestly, is load up your pistol and then shoot into the backstop. Um, don't even put a target up. Don't try and shoot stones in the backstop or anything. Watch the sights and watch how they move and try and see how much info you can get. Because what often happens is people don't realize it and they close their eyes and that's why they don't see the sights move. So watch the sights. Don't try and watch the target or anything or don't try and shoot a particular stone or or anything in the backstop and just try and see how much info you can get. Do the sights go straight up and down? Do they go left and right? Do they move in a little infinity sign? Um, Because what that's going to do is it's going to give you an idea of you're going to be able to call your shot by seeing where the sights lift off of the target. Gaz, you agree? Yeah, I agree. So I just want to define that quickly. And seeing the sight lift off the target is going to be shot calling. Um, and what a lot of people don't understand is that they think the bullet's going to go where they last saw the sights on the target, and that's not necessarily true. The bullet's going to go where the sight lifted from on the target. And if you're really battling to see that and you are putting in the work to try and see what your gun's doing, what the sights are doing, etc., what you can try is go to a heavier bullet that's going to probably slow down the slide velocity a little bit and maybe you'll be able to see that sight lift a little bit easier. You know, so if you're running factory ammo or lighter bullets like 115, 124 grain bullets, try going up to a 147. You might have a better chance of seeing that front sight lift. That is excellent advice. Um, yep. So if the slide is reciprocating more slowly, the sights are easier to track. Doesn't mean that you're married to uh, heavier bullets for the rest of your life. Once you've acquired the skill of actually tracking sights, uh, you, you can switch back to something that is presumably cheaper to shoot 
or is a little bit more lively in, in the recoil action. Um, just something else to mention, if you're going to the range and you're just going to plug rounds into the uh, backstop, that's excellent advice. Just make sure that there is enough contrast between your sight and the thing that you are shooting and the backstop that you're shooting towards. Um, so you can actually keep, keep track of your sights and see your sights. Uh, if you're doing that into, into a dark corner of the range or something, you're not going to see it. Try and do this outdoors, if at all possible, again, because of the contrast advantage. This is usually quite difficult to do on an indoor range, uh, purely because there isn't sufficient light for you to, to properly see this, at least while you're initially learning. Uh, next question from Mr. 357SIG. How do I select the correct RMR or red dot uh, for d- different sized handguns for self-defense? Um, either the equivalent of a G19 or something small like a G26. Please address brand, optic shape, being round or square, overall quality, rigidity, preferred MOA size, and if the need to co-witness is mandatory, and if co-witnessing is mandatory, where should sites placed to the rear or in front of the red dot site? Thank you for sharing the valuable insights. I think we covered pretty much the answers to pretty much all those questions in the dot show. So uh, the best I can ask is give that show a listen because it's it's quite long. It's quite a bit of stuff. Uh, if there's anything we didn't cover, please just hit us up and we'll do our best to answer it. But I think we did cover everything on that in the in the dot show, or at least most of it. Yep, in in quite a bit of detail. So that's good. Okay, another one from Mister Three Five Seven Sig. This one specifically for Tarek. Forty Five Gap. Yay or nay? Ignore ammo availability. No move. Given the release of the 43X and 48, does this render the G42 and G43 obsolete? If they're not obsolete, which segment of the market do they cater for? doesn't render them obsolete at all. They're, they're different guns with different functions. Uh, the 43X and the 48 are pre- primarily belt guns. Um, I mean, excluding things like shoulder holsters and that. Uh, 42 especially and the 43 are, are, are far more adept at being a pocket pistol. They're a better choice for ankle. Um, and obviously for some people's concealment needs, they need something that's going to to be as concealable as possible. And there, something like the, especially the 42 or the 43 is going to have an advantage. So if if you're looking for a, a belt gun that, you know, a, a belt gun that's that's easily concealable and easily carried. That's where the 43x48 make the most sense. Um, 42 and 43 definitely have a role for those who've got a deep concealment requirement. You know, especially those working in a non-permissive environment where there could be a. Obviously, we would never suggest and, and would suggest against carrying a gun somewhere where it's not legal to do so. But if someone chooses to carry a gun somewhere where there could be a, a consequence from a career point of view, um, every little bit matters so you know for a lot of those people that g42 even if it's a less effective fighting tool is a more useful carry tool because they'll actually have it with them uh, and that's the other thing as, as we discussed in the edc show some people aren't going to carry a bigger gun it would be nice if they would um, but we, we've all got to draw the line somewhere so if someone is going to carry a g42 or 43 all day every day and they're not going to carry a 48, well, then the 43, the 42 or 43 makes a huge amount of sense. Thank you very much for joining us for this episode of the Q&A show. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. Don't forget to visit dvctech.co.za and have a look at their amazing products. They are the proud sponsor of this show. We hope to see you soon. 
Remember, every Monday at 9 a.m., we are releasing a new show. See you then. Thank you.